Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seed, a broken head, a bad elbow with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad, under bad taste, bad luck, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river and through the woods from where Granny loves her. 22.7% granola funk pre-roll when she's drinking shots of JMO in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do be. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown with a mess, this time's a tatter. My brain splattered all over Manhattan, should do be, shake it up. Hey, what's gigging up for all with Carver High, Mafia, and LTN? Hold on a second, I'm getting a note in from the LTN office. Hold on a second, let me read this. Um, On the first day of Hanukkah, LTN gives to you, Pharrell. Big Ben has a hairy back. What the? I don't, honestly, what is, what is that about? <laughs> I really don't have, I don't have time for these shenanigans. Can we get a birthday roll call? Joe Burrow, 24 today. That makes me feel really old with double nickels. Taco Pharrell fall, 25. Eddie Jackson of the Bears having a great season. 27. Deion Waiters, Lakers, 29. Jeez, I thought he was older. Rob Blake, remember him? NHL star, uh, Kings, 51 today. He's on the back nine on the 11th hole. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. All right, uh, tonight's games, college football. We got it all going on. Carver High's excited. The boys from Boca FAU at Southern Miss, Pitt at Georgia Tech, and we're rambling rack from Georgia Tech, and a hell of an engineer, a hell of an engineer, and I drink my whiskey clear at Bobby Dodd. I went to see uh, Pink Floyd there one night on acid. Are we live, actually? Test one, two. Uh, we got all of this weekend's games. We'll break them down on Saturday. Carver High's got a massive gambling problem. LSU self-imposes a postseason ban due to NCAA violations, even though they're Crappy, three and five. Who wants them in a bowl game? Anyway, Ohio State will not play Saturday. The next game is going to be the title game against Northwestern uh, in the Big Ten Championship. 
They're going to stay in a five-star hotel. Northwestern will stay in tents outside of that five-star hotel. Ohio State will also be given free hookers and blow for the game. And then in the NCAA championship, they'll fly on their own personalized Cessnas to the game, each player and coach. Oh, my God. And just, just in, all of the Ohio State players' parents' mortgages will be paid off by the NCAA. How about that? Also, this coming in right now, all the Ohio State team and players and family and boosters will get vaccines before the rest of us with the COVID. This also coming in Ohio State. I'm just kidding. It's got to stop at some point. What don't they get at uh, Columbus? Jesus Christ. Don't blame God for this or his son. Miami's Derek King and Jalen Phillips still undecided if they'll go back to the U. You know, they could actually go back and play another season. Do it. College rocks. The real world sucks. Texas and Kansas on Saturday canceled. Oklahoma, West Virginia was going to be one of the best games on Saturday. Canceled. Colorado, Utah moved to Saturday. At least they didn't cancel it. I think it was supposed to be Friday night. BC will not play in a bowl game. No one cares if BC plays in a bowl game. This just in. Florida State beats Indiana last night in overtime with the help of the crappy refs in, in that game. I don't care who you were rooting for in that game. There were two gigantic calls. Even J.B. Billis spent 10 minutes talking about how bad the calls were in that game. Clemson beats Maryland. Pitt beats Northwestern on the last second baseline. Crank dunk. A lot of people think college hoops should go away because of the COVID. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates on Sports Grid Radio overnight. You get for all events, Sports Rage, Bagels and Bad Beach. Check out our YouTube page, search Sports Grid Radio. We're on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, starting January 7th, Sports Grid Radio Network takes over Sirius XM Channel 204. We'll see you tonight on the bench at 10 p.m. E7 West. Uh, NC State pauses basketball activities. They won't play FAU on Saturday in Rack. Paul George gets a new five-year max contract extension worth up to $226 million. It's $190 million over four years. I don't think he's worth it. He was terrible in the playoffs. They're just wiping that slate clean, apparently, and giving him all this cheddar. The guy doesn't come up big. Someone explain to me how he got that deal. Honest to God. James Harden is reportedly out of the Bucks and he to his list of uh, desired destinations. Already includes Philly and Brooklyn. Harden uh, wanted a trade since Silas was hired. He needs six negative COVID tests before returning to group workouts. The Rockets won't trade Harden to the Nets without Durant or Kyrie in return. We're going to hear from Durant. We're going to hear from Giannis, not focused on the Supermax. He's lying. Pau Gasol wants to play with the Lakers and uh, his brother Mark in Lipstick City. Mavs released J.J. Barrett. Dame Lillard's going to start shooting three-point shots from half court. Marvin Bagley says he's uh, got the COVID before King's training camp. Trey Young gets his own Adidas shoe. We'll talk John Wall. He says he feels faster after the Achilles surgery. Rams pass tonight on the Thursday nighter at SoFi in La 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 Lipstick City. We'll hear from Sean McVay. John Gruden says the Raiders control their own destiny. Play the Colts this week. Tua's talking on the show today. Steelers place Vance, excuse me, Vince Williams on the COVID list. Big Ben knows it's a big test in Buffalo Sunday night. We'll talk about that. We've got Mr. Kaplan on today. Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, plus Bill Romanowski, four-time Super Bowl champ, joining us today on Coast to Coast. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, We gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I throw back on uh, Coast to Coast, and Carver High jumps in now, and we're going to start off with a little college football. I think I summed up my feelings about Ohio State earlier. Uh, Yes, I think that uh, all week long you have summed up your feelings on Ohio State. Uh, They they will not play this weekend. They will get ready for Northwestern next Saturday in the Big Ten title game. Uh, There are games that are actually going to take place this weekend, Scotty, believe it or not. And we'll start with tonight. We have two games on the docket. Uh, A real barn burner, FAU and Southern Mississippi, your first game. How about uh, FAU, Scotty? Boca's best, minus nine and a half on the road at the Golden Eagles. And then a ACC tilt between Pitt and Georgia Tech. Another road favorite, the Panthers, seven and a half at the Rambling Wreck. Georgia Tech's been pretty spunky at home, Scotty. I kind of like them getting over a touchdown against Pitt tonight. Yeah, I know you and uh, Joe Lisi have a love affair with the Ramblin' Wreck, and uh, I have a history with them, but it uh, isn't enough to make me care about them. I think they suck. I'm going to go Pitt. I got them at seven. I'm going to lay it with the Panthers. I think Georgia Tech's awful, and I I like FAU to win, but that number's too fat for me at nine and a half on the road at Southern Miss. That just smells like trouble to me. FAU's a lot better. But on the road there, giving them that much wood, I, I think is dangerous. I'm in the middle of that one. FAU to win, Southern Miss covers the number. And then uh, I'll go Pitt and lay seven. Uh, seven and a half starts getting dangerous. Uh, but I just think Georgia Tech's awful. So I'm going to take the chance with Pitt. They beat him by 10 the last time they played him. <laughs> they are pretty bad. Maybe some points in that game tonight, too, uh, with that total in the low 50s. Uh, this weekend, a bunch of games have been canceled. Uh, but let's go through the ones that are, are playing. We've got the U uh, taking on uh, UNC. We talked about this game a little bit yesterday. Down to two and a half now, Scotty, for the U. Uh, favorites over North Carolina. 23 and a half, still a big number for Florida and LSU. USC minus two and a half at UCLA. And it's gone up to 31 and a half now for Alabama on the road at Arkansas. Well, I'm sick of them beating everybody by 50, and uh, I'd love to see someone give them a game and, you know, play dirty, uh, do something. Like, you know, knock somebody on their ass, hit somebody after the whistle, 
you know, play violent. Uh, it's the only way Arkansas is going to have a chance in this game. I'll take the 31 and a hook, Bama to win, Hawks to cover the number. I like USC over UCLA. Uh, I think they'll beat them by more than a touchdown. I like Florida to win, but LSU to cover the fat number to celebrate uh, their postseason ban, giving them uh, 24. <laughs> and then uh, I like Miami to beat North Carolina. I think Miami's going to finish with only the loss to Clemson. And what's interesting about that, Carver High, is it's amazing how you lose to Clemson and then they write you off the map. I mean, Miami, no one has said a word about Miami since they lost to Clemson. Meanwhile, they've kicked everyone else's ass in and they're like seven and one. And they're if they win this game, whatever, uh, they're going to finish with one loss and they get no respect at all except, I guess, in the cheesy AP coaches and playoff poll, uh, they're at least in that conversation. But you never hear anyone talk about the Miami Canes. In fact, more people talk about Indiana and what Tom Allen's done with the Hoosiers and their loss to Ohio State had uh, no damage on them at all. But the Clemson win over Miami had damage on Miami season. This is the best Miami football has looked in 25 years. No, you're right. And and they win this game. They will most likely play in a big bowl game. Of course, it's not going to be orange the, ball. the playoffs or the semis, but the orange ball, something like that. Miami will be in the mix. I've got more games for you. You did mention LSU as well. You mentioned it last night on the radio. Uh, they have given themselves self-imposed postseason ban. How nice of Ed Orgeron and company, even though they're three and five, about to be three and six. Uh, they weren't going to a postseason bowl anyway. More games for you. Northwestern. They do have to play this weekend, even though Ohio State is off. Minus 13 and a half against the fight in Illini for the Wildcats. The Army-Navy game, Scotty. Hopefully it doesn't go too much in the shadows this week. You know, normally that's a standalone game. They're going to be on their own. A ton of other games mixed in with it. Minus six and a half for Army. San Diego State and BYU. Late night game on Saturday. Minus 16 and a half for them. And uh, VaTech and Virginia, always a fun game. Minus two and a half for the Hokies at home, Scotty. Yeah, there's another team that's uh, about to have their coach fired. I'm not buying Virginia Tech at all. I'll take Bronco and the boys. Give me Virginia in two and a half. I like BYU to bounce back and win after the Coastal loss. And they gave it everything they had in a tough environment at Coastal. Uh, I think BYU will beat San Diego State, but not by 16 and a half. I like the Aztecs to cover the number. I'm on Army here. Lay the six and a half. I think they kick Navy's ass. And then Northwestern wins. But since they never score, I'm going to go Illinois with 13 and a half. And in fact, uh, when it opened up, I got it at 14 and a half. So I like that extra point for sure. But I still think Illinois will uh, battle Northwestern. It's a huge rivalry game. And I think Lovey's team's better than most people think they are. I think they'll be in the game. Uh, they might even win the game. I know everyone's got Northwestern, this great team. But I could see them losing before the Big yeah. Ten championship game. And then we all know what's going to happen in that boring game that no one's going to watch. Because Ohio State's going to pace their ass. No, it's true. Uh, and and you know what? You're right. They don't score enough. They shouldn't be favored by 10 over anybody with how few points that they score. Miami, right. De'Ara King, and Jalen Phillips still deciding if they can come back. If the U can keep those two guys, Scotty, 
King and Phillips for next year. That would be huge for the program. You said it, 7-1, and one, they're playing well this year. If they can get those guys to come back for one more season, Miami could be a real factor next year. That would be huge for Diaz if he can keep those guys in the mix. We have a lot of games that uh, have been scratched for this weekend. Texas and Kansas, off. Oklahoma and West Virginia, off. Colorado and Utah were supposed to play Friday night. Instead, they're going to move it back to Saturday. Hope they still get it in. We know what happens when they move it one day. Sometimes it ends up not happening. And I know you're upset. Boston College will not play in a bowl game this year due to emotional and physical grind and stress uh, that the team and the players have had throughout the season. So they are not going to play. If they got invited to a bowl, they are not going to accept any bowl invite. So the BC Eagles are done. Uh, yes, emotional and physical grind. Let me say this about uh, (laughs) Oklahoma. I think they would have uh, raped West Virginia. I think they're playing great football right now. They will go to the Big 12 championship game, and they will do the exact same thing to Iowa State. You know Iowa State's not going to beat Oklahoma in any kind of a big game, right? Twice. (laughs) They're not going to beat them twice. They're not going to beat them twice. they're not beating them in that game. I, I'm going to bet no. Oklahoma until the uh, paint dries. Trust me. Uh, I think they're playing great football. You don't want to play them right now. They would have killed West Virginia this week. Remember, I had Iowa State minus six and a half against West Virginia, and they kicked their ass. So uh, I'm, I am I still think Oklahoma is the deepest, best, fastest, most athletic team in that conference. And and I think Lincoln Riley, they've turned it around. And I want to play them in a Big 12 championship. Iowa State's going to lose. When we come back, Scotty, uh, I do have for you some of tonight's NCAA college hoop games. It's not a big night, but we have a it's couple horrible. of heavies playing some. It's a horrible. Fine. You just said it. Uh, but we have a couple of heavies playing small schools. Real quickly from last night, Clemson beat Maryland 67-51. Pitt beat Northwestern on that last second dunk by Pitt. Yeah, we were watching the game during the radio show. Get, get to the bad what, game. Get to the bad getting game. There. I saved the best for last. FSU beats Indiana in overtime. They got absolutely jobbed by the officials. I know you weren't happy about it. Look, uh, there were two calls. The one under the basket. Jay Bill has talked about it for five minutes. The guy, the ref that was there, two feet away from the play, made the call. The deflection went off of FSU and out of bounds. And he called it that. And then the ref, 25 feet away on the wing, comes running down and reverses the call without any question when the guy saw the call. And then the out-of-bounds steal with six seconds left in the game, and the kid from Indiana steals the ball, calls timeout, and they don't allow it. That was absolute BS. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking? and want to know how to make it your career. Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Uh, we're starting wrestling uh, segments coming up next week on the show. Uh, <laughs> you just told me who my first guest is going to be. I can't even get through this segment. Can I just go back for one second, Carver? You cannot sure. argue with me. You saw the out-of-bounds steal by the kid from Indiana. He steals the ball with six seconds left, calls timeout, and the ref is five feet away from him, and he says, nope, nope, that's a Florida State ball. And they gave him the last shot, which they missed, and then they won it fair and square in overtime, no problem. Scotty Barnes hit the runner off the glass, high kiss. I got nothing bad to say about Florida State whatsoever. Said their cheerleaders are fat. Uh, and then uh, the call under the basket on the deflection with the ref got the call right. And then the fat ref runs down from 25 feet away and reverses the call and says, he didn't deflect it. And the guy's like, yeah, he did. He said, no, he didn't. So they gave Florida State the ball. They went down and hit a three. I mean, it was the worst officiating crew. I mean, I almost had a conniption. Tell them what I was like on a radio show last night for the first <laughs> you, hour. You thought I was going to pop almost? a you almost had a conniption? Go back and listen oh, to the sorry. radio show last night. You did have a conniption uh, on the well, air uh, about well, it. And that's okay. You were very passionate. And, and I agree with your sentiments. Uh, that ref jobbed them. How, who, he called timeout. He wasn't out of bounds. It was an awful call. The other call was bad, too. They got jobs. Uh, you know, they, they Jay, Billis, job. Jay Billis said it. For five minutes, he said, you cannot have... A, a ref get it right and then have a guy from 30 feet away come in and convince him he's wrong when he saw it and he was right and then to top it off the best part of it is when you know you suck so bad as a ref that all the players even college players are laughing at you they're yeah. laughing at you because you suck at your job and i have right. never liked Three refs in college games have one ref on the wing, have one ref under the basket, and if the play is under the basket, that guy makes the call, not the guy 30 feet away. I used to say this all the time. Mafia knows it's true. I used to have this ref in my league, and he would make calls from the other end of the court. He would call a foul in the block from 65 feet away. Well, I told him he was a fat ass, and his wife was a and I got thrown out of the game. You can't make calls from 30 feet away or 60 feet away. That's what's wrong with refs today in pro and college. The pros, they try to become the story. Scott Foster can't get enough of himself. And college refs, well, they just suck to begin with. Yes, you are right. Uh, agree on all counts. We do have games tonight. They're not great. Uh, but we do have games. A couple of heavies are playing. Uh, I give to you the slate. How about Ole Miss and Jackson State? Can I get you interested at that at minus 22 and a half? Oregon State, the Beavers hosting Portland, minus 15 and a half. Minnesota hosting the immortal UMKC, minus 16 and a half for the Gophers. And the, the there is one good game tonight, Scotty. San Diego State, the Aztecs, our friends against Arizona State 
and Bobby Hurley minus two and a half for the Sun Devils. That will be a good one, Scotty. Because we're on Mightier 1090, I will always bet on San Diego State in every game they play the rest of the year. Minnesota, I will lay the points. And I like Portland to cover the fat number against Oregon State. I want nothing to do with the Ole Miss game at all with Jackson State. Scratch that off the list. There's other games that I like better. The South Dakota State-North Dakota State game plus the South Dakota and North Dakota game. There's so many Dakotas playing tonight. I've decided to play Dakota fanning songs on my radio show later. Also, uh, UNC and Coppin State. I love saying cop and state because granny loves to cop that granola funk k swiss cheese come on <laughs> uh christine Ryan, has USA no idea what says, just happened there. college hoops uh while covid is raging makes no sense uh this does bring me to this point i saw nate oates alabama head coach today somebody asked him about coach k's comments that uh you know maybe we should shut things down he said uh, these kids should be playing basketball, and the only reason why Coach K said that is because he lost two non-conference games at home. So nice job by Nate Oates, Alabama head coach, basically throwing Coach K on the coals today. So at least somebody well, had to stop to say it. Yeah, that's but if another said. coach having another, hearing another coach say it, that's nice job by Nate Oates. I mean, to step up and and say that. that that's well, because uh, let me tell you why. Because uh, he runs basketball, and he's the most powerful coach in all of basketball, bar none, Nate will never in a million years get to that level, no matter what. He's not going from Alabama to what that guy's power is at Duke. Nate's never winning five national championships. It doesn't matter what, uh, you know, Krzyzewski says at all. It's because his team is average that he wants out now. A month ago, he said, we have to play. We got to play the NCAA tournament. It's an absolute must. And now he wants to cancel the season because he's worried. No, it's because his team sucks. And I love the guy at Alabama having the stones to just call him out and live with it. Don't be afraid of Mike Krzyzewski and his wife in the stands that CBS can't get enough of. All they do is cover Coach K in college basketball and Tom Izzo and Bill Self and Coach Calipari and absolutely no one else. There is no one else that gets anything. I mean, Danny and Bobby Hurley could coach stark raving naked on the sidelines and they wouldn't report it. All they do is talk about the same four effing teams every year, every week, every day, and it makes me want to puke projectile style like in The Exorcist. Linda Blair. Well, uh, since you want to do that, here's something else that'll probably make you puke. The Clippers gave Paul George a five-year max contract worth up to $226 million. We were just talking about Paul George last week, Scotty, how he makes excuses uh, for pretty much everything the Clippers say. We don't care about things like that. Here is $226 million. PG-13 locked up for the Clippers, Scotty. I just, uh, for the life of me, will never, ever understand this. I guess from now on, it just doesn't even matter if you never produce, if you never win, if you never hit a shot that matters, if you bounce 30% off the back of the rim your entire playoff season, it doesn't matter how bad you are, 
It doesn't matter if you broke your leg. It doesn't matter if you got a hot wife. It doesn't matter where you play. You can do nothing at all and suck and still make $220 million in the NBA. They will pay any player at all with a name hundreds of millions of dollars, even if they absolutely are hairdryer city. He is hairdryer city. And you know what hairdryers do, don't you? You can figure it out. Thank you very much. Hair Dryer Club. Paul George, overrated. I hope I play him in the playoffs because you know what? If you play Paul George in the playoffs, you're guaranteed to win because he can't win because he's a loser. Boom. I quote will. me. I Boom. Absolutely. No question about it. Here's another story that uh, they're going to have to end up trading Harden because I don't think we can take this every single day anymore. Here's your Harden roundup for the day, Scotty. He reportedly added the Bucks and the Heat to his list of desired destinations that already includes Philadelphia and Brooklyn. He has wanted a trade since Steven Silas was hired as the coach. He needs to pass six. He needs to have six negative COVID tests before returning to group workouts. And the Rockets uh, reports say will not trade him to Brooklyn unless they get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving back in return. This is becoming a situation now, Scotty, where you 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 can't get rid of him for nothing. But this is going to be every day now. This James Harden, Stephen Silas, Houston Rockets thing. They're going to eventually just have to cut the cord here because this is painful. I don't know about that. Here's what I think is going to happen, and I hope you're right, and they trade him to Philadelphia for Simmons. I think that makes the most sense to me. There's no one I want on the Milwaukee Bucks at all for James Harden. There's no one good enough. Uh, Miami, they want nothing to do with this egomaniac ball hog. No one wants him. And I can guarantee he's not going to the Nets for Kyrie or Durant. They're not splitting them up. He's not going anywhere, and he's going to be miserable. What he needs to do is suck it up and play with Wall and Boogie and, and, and you know, PJ and, and Eric Gordon and see if they can uh, get it on. Uh, you got a big now, finally. I thought they were stupid to get rid of Capella. And I think the worst thing about Harden for me is, to be honest with you, we already know he's a hero ball, never gets it done. He's another uh, failure like Paul George in the playoffs. That's all there is to it. Failure, game over, period, nothing else to say. My problem with him is the guy was in Vegas and Atlanta just absolutely rocks off, partying his ass off, no mask, no nothing. Everywhere he went, there was nobody wearing masks. I wouldn't want to go near that guy right now when he showed up at camp for his six tests. I'll be surprised if he passes them the way he was partying in Vegas and Atlanta. He's just selfish, and I hope he's stuck in Houston for the rest of his life, and I hope he never wins anything ever and that I can make fun of him forever because it's so easy to make fun of him. Speaking of the Nets and Kevin Durant, quickly, Scotty, here he is saying that the future for the Nets in Brooklyn and him, very bright. Here's Durant. It's early in the season. It's tra training camp, and guys are still learning each other and still learning the offense and defense. Um, but I'm very excited about the future of this group. You know, I've never been the one to predict anything, but I like our chances of, you know, going out there and competing at that high level every single night. And as tough as that is in this league, I think we're capable of doing it. And um, we got a lot of guys who've experienced so much in this league. We got champions on this team. We got guys that, you know, uh, been in the playoff runs, been in game seven. So that's always uh, important to have that much experience. 
Look, they can be great, and I think a lot of it has to do with will Kyrie Irving play more than 30% of the team's games? The guy never can stay healthy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, so, uh, Carver, can we listen to Giannis lie to us a little bit today? What would a day be without hearing him say he doesn't care about his Supermax deal? Yes, this is going to be my favorite story in the NBA all year, watching the city of Milwaukee sweat over whether or not Giannis is going to say. He says, Scotty, he's not focused on that super max deal. He's a liar. He also says that this year is not championship or bust for the Milwaukee Bucks. Here's Giannis. That's because they'll never win one. You know, the uh, first first year with the best uh, regular season uh, record, uh, we went to... uh, Toronto wasn't able to um, go to the finals. Second year, we got eliminated in the second round. Obviously, both years hurt a lot. Uh, you got to learn from them. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, as an organization, where we started, where we are right now, we've gotten better, and uh, we got to keep getting better. This uh, season, that's the that's the mindset. That's the mindset. We got to get better. Obviously, everybody wants to win a championship. I'm not playing not to win a championship. I'm not playing to be second or third or fifth. Now I'm playing to be the best. Um, I obviously want to be in the, at the end, the last team standing. Uh, but you got the steps to that. Well, look, uh, the guy, first of all, a week ago he said he doesn't care if he's the number one guy, number two guy, number three guy, four or five guy. He doesn't need to be the top player on the team. That also was a lie. Uh, and then now he's uh, like, are you kidding me? Did you see the numbers? Uh, the the supermax deal is like literally like eighty million dollars more than the four year deal that he would have uh, gotten anywhere else. Who turns down that kind of money unless they're not interested in playing there? I mean, the, the, more money than God, and you're not going to take it. It's pretty obvious the writing's on the wall that he wants to play somewhere else. Oh, but he's different, Scotty. He's not like other guys in the league. He's very down to earth. Uh, loves yeah. being in Milwaukee. You have nothing to worry yeah. about. Oh, yeah. uh, and he he's not thinking about potentially making two hundred and sixty million dollars. He's not thinking about that at all. I'm sure he's not. Uh, we'll see what happens with Giannis. I can't wait uh, to see him sitting on that beach in Miami next year playing for the Heat. It's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> pa- uh, Pau Gasol wants to uh, reunite with his brother Mark on the Lakers. He's pretty washed. That's probably not a good idea. Dame Lillard says that his range is now out to the three-point, uh, to the half-court line, I should say, Scotty. So he can now hit threes from out at half-court. I know that you can do that as well. Trey Young getting his own shoe with Adidas. John Wall, who has not played in two years, says that he feels faster than ever after Achilles surgery. Do you believe that? Uh, look, I think he looks fantastic. I have to tell you that he's the player that I'm most interested in watching right out of the gates to see how he looks. Because I've seen him training. I've seen him playing pickup. I've seen him playing pickup with pros. I've seen him lighten people up. He looks fantastic and explosive. I care more about seeing that guy come back from an injury than I do waiting for Kyrie Irving to get injured again. 
I mean, this guy never plays. I want to see a guy that's been gone for two years that they wrote off that still has mad game in that body. And let's see if he can stay healthy and fill it up because I think he will light it up in Houston without a doubt. Yeah, if he's playing with a little chip on his shoulder, not playing for a few years, he's fill, uh, fully healthy. He could definitely make things happen. Uh, pain day, pain day, pain day. Let's go. Uh, week 14 starts tonight, Scotty. New England in L.A. at SoFi against the Rams. Let's start with Sean McVay. He knows that this is a prove-it game for his Rams squad. Here he is. I think we've got to show it. And and really, you know, it's about playing two good games in a row. And we, we've, we had a, a solid outing last week, and – now we've got a great challenge with a team that's playing really well uh, coming up here in less than 48 hours, like I mentioned. So you've heard me say it over and over again, Kevin. Uh, consistency, you know, is the truest measurement of performance, and that's what we're striving to do. And and ideally, it's about being able to play your best ball in the month of December and giving yourself a chance to be relevant uh, and get yourself in the tournament. Uh, we, we still have a long way to go to do that, but the only thing that we can control right now is – finishing this day up the right way, having a good last day of preparation, and then hopefully being ready to go and play well against uh, an excellent football team on Thursday. That was Kevin Costner that he was talking to in the room about uh, the Rams game uh, tonight with the Patriots. I like the Rams. I know you do as well, Carver High. I think that number's uh, dangerous. But yesterday it was worse. When it opened, it was six. Then it went to Five and a half. Now it's four and a half. I love it at four and a half. I think the Rams are better than the Patriots. Patriots look fantastic against the Chargers in that building. 45 zip. If they play anywhere near that kind of football, they'll beat the Rams tonight. But I don't think the Patriots can play two games like that in a row. In fact, I don't think they can play anywhere near 45 nothing again. But if they're playing because they're up to 500, they're playing better football for sure. And I think Belichick's licking his lips at the uh, chance to beat this guy again, McVay, like he did in the Super Bowl. I just don't know how they're going to score enough points tonight, Scotty. That's the thing for me. And I know they've won three games in a row, but look at what the Patriots' wins are. They beat the Ravens in that Sunday night monsoon, uh, which was a right. very weird game. They beat Arizona, who basically handed them the game. They made so many mistakes down the stretch. They handed it to them. And then last week, the Chargers stink. They got two special teams touchdowns. I think that the Rams are going to take care of business tonight. It's going to be a long night for the Patriots. Let's go to John Gruden and the Raiders. Of course, they are one game back of the AFC playoffs right now at 7-5, and five, but they do play two of the teams ahead of them in the next few weeks, and that starts with the Colts coming up this Sunday at home. Here's Gruden, Scotty. He knows that the Raiders control their own destiny in this thing. You know, we've worked hard to get here. I mean, we've won some nail biters. We, uh, we've, had, you know, we've had seven games on the road after 12 ball games. Seven of them have been on the road. A lot of them have been across country during a pandemic. It's been a challenge. We've had a lot of injuries. So we paid the price to get here, and uh, we'll see. We'll see who helps us land the plane. We need some of these passengers to jump on, you know. Uh, we got good football teams coming in here that have the same aspirations that we do. And we know we got to play better, and we know we're going to get everybody's best. I think they have to beat the Colts. Uh, this is a huge game for them. Uh, they got lucky with that bomb against the Jets. They have to keep going if they're going to finish this off and make the playoffs. I think they can beat Phillip Rivers. He's playing with really bad turf toe. I think they got to get Crosby. They got to get him to attack that pocket and knock his ass down, that old man. 39 now, whatever. I think he's terribly slow in the pocket. 
Uh, he slings the ball around still with that half-ass arm of his. And I think the Raiders can hang with them and beat them. Carr has to step up and win this game. I think it's crucial for the Raiders. I'm going to take Vegas. First of the three straight home games for the Raiders coming up here, Scotty. So the right time of year to be at home. You heard Gruden say it. They've played seven of their road games already. Let's go to the Dolphins now. Still no word if Tua is going to be back under center for them on Sunday. They host the Kansas City Chiefs, Scotty. And Tua says that they can keep up with the high-powered Chiefs offense. Here he is. I think we're we're going to need to execute every time we go out there offensively. I don't think we need to do anything new. We just got to go out there and have all 11 guys playing and playing together and being on the same page, really. We just got to be able to go out there and execute, do that. And, oh, God. And in the red area, you know, I, I, I know Chan is, is, you know, he, he has something really good for us. But we, we got to execute offensively. Um, I, I believe we have the plays, just oh, not executed the way oh, we – we, had done in in practice so it's all about execution and you know you you can only take it a play at a time just don't worry about about anything else oh god he is absolutely the worst interview going in the nfl they gotta stop putting a mic in front of his face i did that was like was that cliche city i mean it was yeah come on rook someone's got to get a veteran to spend some time with him get him Uh, out to the club get him loose i i think we need fit I think we need Fitz to be the starter just for the sound bites alone, Scotty, so we can get Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, back behind the microphone a little bit more. Big one on Sunday night, uh, the Bills and the Steelers, which is a big game around the Pharrell coast-to-coast parts, as you. you know. Yes, I hate you as well. This Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. Eastern. Uh, could be a problem for the Steelers, Scotty. Vince Williams, one of their linebackers, placed on the COVID list today. Uh, we'll see how that goes for him on Sunday. Let's hear from Big Ben Roethlisberger. He knows, Scotty, that this is going to be a big test in the below on Sunday night. Here he is. You know, I know Coach always says five-star matchups and this, that, and the other, but this is a very, very good football team. We're going to their place. Um, looks like crappy weather, um, night game, cold, all, all the all the perfect elements that come to, to playing um, playoff caliber football teams and playoff caliber situations at time of the year. I think the Bills can beat them. I mean, uh, I'm going to watch the game, obviously, and root for the Steelers uh, against Carver High's Bills. But I like Buffalo in this game as a better. Uh, I think they're playing great football. I said this uh, on Coast to Coast this weekend for all events. Their defense, I think uh, White is playing great, picks in three of the last four games. They look fantastic to me right now. Josh Allen's doing it all. They're running the ball well, playing great defense, playing at home, bad weather. I think, you know, the Steelers got caught napping against Washington. I think they might get burned again. The Eagles and the Saints on Sunday in Philadelphia. As we know, Carson Wentz out, Jalen Hurts in. I'm sure you'll talk to Adam Kaplan about this next hour. Guys like Fletcher Cox, not thrilled that Wentz is not the starter anymore. But let's hear from Jalen Hurts, Scotty. He is ready for his opportunity this Sunday. I've just tried to stay diligent with everything, stay diligent, be consistent with my preparation, um, meeting and, and studying and do, doing what I have to do to, to be prepared to play. Um, I think, obviously, my, my role has changed this week, but the preparation um, and the hard work throughout the week has not. So... Um, 
carrying on that same mentality that I've always had this year. Um, always being able to, or being ready to answer the phone when it rings and um, it's ringing, so ready to answer. Look, the guy has played in huge games in this same kind of role at Alabama and certainly as the starter at Oklahoma. He has come up big a million times. If he beats the Saints in Philly on Sunday, that'll be the end of Carson Wentz. I mean, they will write him off the pages of the uh, sports scene in, in Philly faster than you can spit. If this kid wins, they're going to jump on him like a horse. And that'll be that. But I don't think he can beat the Saints. I think Taysom Hill and the Saints are playing really good football right now. They're in the playoffs. Done deal. They're playing really good football right now. Um, you know, I think the Eagles are, are pathetic. So I don't know how he's going to do it. But if he pulls it off, that'll be the end of Wentz. It already is. Wentz, I mean, they're going to pay him hundreds of millions of dollars to sit on the sideline. It really is uh, the biggest bust uh, since basically Ryan Leaf. The Giants are red hot right now in the NFC East, Scotty. They are in first place at 5-7, and seven, coming off that win in Seattle. Daniel Jones did not play in that game. It was Colt McCoy who got them home. Here's Jones, Scotty. He's hoping that he's going to be there on Sunday against Arizona. You know, I think, uh, you know, we got, got a little bit of time here at the end of the week. And, you know, you know my my job is to, to do, do everything I can to, to get it ready to play and uh, listen to, to – uh, you know what the trainers are telling me. Follow, follow the the program that's been laid out, and, and just try to you know take take every day, uh, you know take every day, and and work work to get it better, and and uh, you know see where we are. Look, it's a huge game for the Giants after you know beating Seattle with Colt McCoy. They got to get this guy back in there and beat Arizona. Arizona's not been playing good football. They've been dropping games. People are saying Murray's shoulder shot. And getting under his skin is a perfect time for the Giants to beat them at MetLife. Pete Carroll, we also had Scotty. He says that he knows that the the Seahawks are not declining. They're on the way up. They're going to have an easy game with the Jets on Sunday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, the uh, baseball gods have given Dave Drombrowski another gig, Carver High. The gift that keeps on giving. All you have to do is be in baseball for a few years, and then you'll be in it for the rest of your life. He does have a really good resume, to be fair. Won a World Series with Florida, won a World Series with the Red Sox a couple years ago. He's done stuff in the game, and it looks like he's going to get another opportunity here with the Phillies. Nothing finalized yet, but I guess they need somebody who's got some experience in Philadelphia. They haven't been getting it done, Scotty. They've been spending a ton of money, and they don't win. So at least get a little shot there with Dombrowski. Uh, The Mets, uh, they're still trying to spend all this money. They're talking to George Springer. They're talking to reliever Liam Hendricks, who's done a nice job with the A's the past couple of years, but still nothing. No James McCann yet either. Yankees have talked to the Pirates about Josh Bell and Jamison oh Tyone. Oh we'll, see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. The All-MLB team announced last night. I didn't even know there was an All-MLB team. Here's the first team, Scotty. 
Uh, some of your favorites, DJ LeMahieu on the, on the list, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, uh, Shane, don't call me Justin Bieber in the starting rotation, along with Jacob DeGrom, Liam Hendricks, who we just brought up uh, on the first team as a reliever. Uh, there is a second team, too. Do you believe that, Scotty? There's a second no. all-MLB team. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. on there. Garrett Cole yes. did make a list. There he is, Scotty. And Michael Conforto. How about that? Michael Conforto on the second uh, team. I didn't even yeah. know he had that good year. How about that? I'm just glad uh, Tatis made the first team. I think he's been really exciting for uh, Padres fans and baseball altogether. Congratulations to Al Michael, Scotty. He won the Ford Frick Award for broadcasting excellence. He has not called a baseball game in uh, 30 years, but he got the Ford Frick Award. <laughs> And he will be going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, and believe how, it, how is it? How is it? I don't get know. that award after you haven't uh, called a game in thirty. Well, he called called a lot before that. Uh, nine World Series he did. I saw uh, Cole Hamill, Scotty. For some reason, oh, is God. drawing interest from several Here teams. How go. could anybody want Cole Hamill's? And he didn't even pitch for the break this year. His arm fell off and went down the river like when there was a flood. It, he lost his arm years ago. I wouldn't sign him if you paid me. Build digital first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy to launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.